0: and treat yourself to some Conair Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens.
2: And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller?
0: I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange.
1: Ooh. Of course. My
0: choice is yours.
1: Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
0: Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See ATT.com slash Samsung for details. Hey
3: guys, welcome to episode 275. We'll talk to new artist Ashley Cook, an interesting way that I even found her as an artist. I'll tell you about that in a minute. We'll go over our top albums of 2020. We'll get on Lauren Black from Country Now because they listed theirs. And then Eddie and I will be on to give you our, our top ones as well. We'll talk about the most common songs in Christmas movies as well. Some of these songs have been in like 400 movies basically. Uh, as always, let's go with the new music top five. These are all songs that pumped it. Checking out today. Some I have, some I haven't. Number five, Matthew Ramsey of Old Dominion released a new Christmas song, which is interesting. And I know I was reading his Instagram. He said, hey, I wasn't planning to put this out, but I'm going to put it out and we're going to give the money to a charity. But what's interesting to me is that he's doing it by himself because they've done no solo projects yet from Mm -hmm. Old Dominion. And so people are going to go, wait, are you going solo now? Or are you doing, and he's, no, no, no. But couldn't you have just made it Old Dominion? That's what I wonder, because nobody's going to know the difference. (laughs) So uh, here is Matthew Ramsey, lead singer of Old Dominion, with It's Christmas and We're Still Here. could have easily made that old dominion song right did you think the same thing i thought the same thing i like it i like him i like them i like all that everything i like i just go one eyebrow goes oh like that emoji and there's probably nothing there yeah why not make that old dominion i just say next up eminem has a new album out called music to be murdered by side b oh did i miss music to be murdered by side a you did did that really come out yeah that really came out anybody get murdered not yet. Oh. Here is a new I didn't even know this was coming out. It, all of a sudden it's Friday and there's a an Eminem record out. Yeah. Did you know this was coming out? He hinted at it that he was going to be dropping it. Here is Black Magic. One minute she'll build me up, the next she'll push me around. Probably why she calls me dumbbell, she lifts me up then puts me down. But I am under her thumbnail. I must be under her spell. It's like looking right into a gun barrel, but none of these hurt. I'm She got that. How old do you think Eminem is? Ooh, I want to say 51. Not that old. No? He's 48. Interesting. But still, when you have these, you know, baby and all these 21, 22, Roddy rich, 23, you know. Eminem's like double their age. I wonder how they feel about him. Because to us, to me, because I'm older than you, man, Eminem, when he came out, it was a cultural phenomenon. And then he was just even respected by other rappers. Yeah. So first, he listen. We're not gonna lie and act like that a white rapper wasn't novel, and he was doing funny songs. That's what put him on the map in mainstream pop music. But the fact that he was also a great rapper, his peers came out and said that made him an artist who could last. But you gotta wonder if these young rappers are like, all right, Papa, like dad rap, like move on, <laughs> or if they're still like, man, he's got it. Because I hear that and I'm like, he's still got it. But Eminem, there you go at number four on my list with black magic diplo has a deluxe version of his album snake oil here is a new song it's called horizon it has leon bridges on it (laughs) At number two, Paul McCartney has a new album called McCartney 3. Here's a new song called Find My Way. And just a side note, because another Beatle has a new song called Here's to the Nights. Now, before we play it, this is a Ringo Starr. It includes guest vocals from Paul McCartney, Joe Walsh from the Eagles, Dave Grohl, Foo Fighter, Sheryl Crow, Lenny Kravitz, Chris Stapleton, Ben Harper, Jenny Lewis, Yola, Karim Bailey Ray, and Phineas, who is the artist-producer of... Billy English. The brother. Yeah. Yeah. His bro- her brother. Okay, here is Ringo Starr's song called Here's to the Nights. Here's right now, right here. With all those voices on it, you'd think that'd be a charity song, is it? No. <laughs> Feels like a We Are The World type thing where they're like, we all got together to make money for a cause, but it's like, we're trying to make Ringo richer.
1: <laughs>
3: uh, number one, Nathaniel Ratliff has a new song called Redemption. It's a new Apple movie called Palmer. It's in that movie? Yeah, coming up. Yeah. It'll be released on Apple TV January 29th, 21, and stars Justin Timberlake. I saw, listen, I like Nathaniel Ratliff. I haven't heard this song yet. I like him a lot. I put him at number one because I'm a fan of his music in general. So what you're going to play for me is my first time hearing it. But I saw a clip for this Justin Timberlake movie. It looks pretty good. It does look pretty good. What's the, what's it about? It's about he goes to prison and then goes back to his hometown. And I think he starts like raising a kid there. So it looks interesting. When you see Justin Timberlake acting in a movie, you think? I mean, I almost see him now more as an actor than I do his music. So I like him as an actor. Yeah, I do too. I wanted you to say that first before I did. (laughs) Not because I was worried you were going to judge me because I didn't want to affect movie Mike's (laughs) movie opinion. Uh, But yeah, here's Redemption from Nathaniel Ratliff. Gotta be more to it than just that, but I like that. <laughs> a few of the same words over and over again. Albums out today include Haley Williams has a new EP called Petals for Armor Self Serenades EP. You would know Haley Williams from Paramore. Paramore. That's right. And here is a song on there called Find Me Here. When
0: you come back, you'll find me
3: here Had a really lovely instance with her in an elevator. I was just a dude going up and down the elevator, looked like garbage. She got in and recognized her. Didn't tell her what I did. I normally don't strike up a conversation unless it's with a celebrity, and I can just judge if they're cool or not only to tell the story. And I did. I struck up a little conversation. She was just delightful. Is this in Nashville or back in the day? In Las Vegas. So I think I lived in Nashville, but... um, She lives here now. Yeah, yeah, has for maybe ever. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I met her in Las Vegas. And she was like... Offering me a phone charger? I don't even remember the story now. <laughs> but I just remember it just being... See, that that goes to show. It doesn't matter actually what you do for folks. It's how you make them feel. And I just remember her making me feel like, dang, she's cool. You know? I liked that. Liked her. She's small, though. What are you going to say? No, I never met her. Okay. I how you look like you're about to say something. <laughs> uh, let's see. Black Keys have brothers. The 10th anniversary deluxe edition. Katy Perry dropped a surprise EP called Cosmic Energy. It doesn't feature any new songs, but it does feature some of her most enlightening and out-of-this-world songs. E.T. Wide Awake, Not the End of the World. Why is it a new EP if it's not new songs? Explain that to me. I the same thing. I looked at her Instagram, and she's like, this is out now, and I looked up all the songs. Like, These have all been out before. I yeah. guess it's, people are just putting out like kind of collections of their songs. Basically, their greatest hits. Pretty much. And on streaming... And used to be download. Mm-hmm. Greatest Hits isn't really. I'm not saying about this, but just in general, unless it's a deluxe version. Yeah, that's mostly how people get away with Greatest Hits now. They'll do the same songs, but they'll do a couple new ones, or maybe an old song with an artist coming in to collaborate. Like later on, I'll talk about uh, Caitlyn Smith, and she put out a deluxe version of Supernova, but on her track one, she put Old Dominion on the second time she put yeah. it out. You know, um, yeah, curious about that. I'm sure there's something way more intelligent about that than we know. The only other thing I've heard is people, they want their best songs to be shown whenever somebody searches them on a streaming service. So you put a collection like that. But mostly, though, that happens by the most streamed. That's interesting. I wonder why they did that. I'm sure there is something to it. Uh, Drive-by truckers have the new OK. Previously released digitally, physical formats only. I don't know what that means. Maybe they're, they've put it out only, or you can now buy it with your hand. Yes, got it. Maggie Rogers, 2011 2016. It's a lot of best of stuff, huh? Yeah. And then Sting duets, vinyl only, previously out on CD and digital. There you go. So not a lot. I really don't see anything new, except Haley Williams. That's about it. Music news: the most searched concerts. Google's year-end report. Number five: BTS online. Number four: Travis Scott Fortnite. I love those Fortnite performances. I don't watch them, but I think it's just genius. Do you still play Fortnite? Nope. I haven't been on it in months. But the Marshmallow one, to me, was the first one they ever did on there. Yeah. I know he made a ton of money, and he just did it at his house, basically. And you take your character up to, right, the concert, and watch it, but listen to it live. And there's a lot of kids now that only know Travis Scott because of that. Because of the Fortnite concert? Yeah. Yeah, just so smart. Garth Brooks Drive-In Concerts, which he was the first to kind of do that. But he wasn't playing. It was a concert video. Mm-hmm. Firefight Australia. I don't know what that is. It was a fundraiser show in Australia. I'm not sure who played it. And then Together at Home, which was, I think, one of those early COVID benefit shows. I think one of the first ones, yeah. The concert industry lost $30 billion this year. I have a lot of friends in that industry, not just artists, but also friends who are managers, promoters. And you talk about jobs that just shut down, there's nothing to do. That's them. I mean, they got hit hard. Is there a comeback for Adele at the Grammys? Could Adele launch her new album at the Grammy Awards on January 31st? That's the rumor from Hits Daily Double, which also says that Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, Dua Lipa will be on the show as well. And that the guy who's booking it has made nice with Beyonce. So we'll look forward to the Grammys. Megan Thee Stallion is TikTok's most listened to artist. Which is just "I'm a savage," mm-hmm. yeah, naja, vaja. That's that song, right? That's it. Scott Stafford from Creed will play Frank Sinatra in a movie. It's a movie about Ronald Reagan, and there will be a scene where he gets to perform as Frank. Dennis Quaid is playing Ronald Reagan. So, okay, I guess they have real actors in. I thought when I first saw this, it was going to be like Celebrity Rehab, you oh. know, those kind of celebrities. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Uh, but Scott Stafford, good for him. Good gig, Ka- coming back. Mariah Carey's All i Want Up for Christmas is You has returned to number one. Feliz Navidad by Jose Feliciano has hit the top ten for the first time ever. A lot of people are saying that happened because Eddie played it on our show. Oh, that's why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here are the 2020 Americana honors and awards winners. Artist of the Year, John Prine. Album of the Year, The High Women. Song of the Year, Crowded Table by The High Women. Emerging Act of the Year, The Black Pumas. And finally, Runaway June's Naomi Cook is engaged to Martin Johnson. There's your music news. There's your new music. Uh, We'll come back, talk best new albums of the year. We'll talk to new artists, Ashley Cook. We will do movies and which Christmas songs are in the most movies of all time. All that on the way. Thank you. On right now, Ashley Cook. Hey, Ashley. (laughs) I'm pretty good. How are you doing today?
2: Doing good. Just packing up for the holidays.
3: What's up? Where are you going?
2: Uh, D.C. actually. My parents just moved there, so it's going to be a a
3: cold Christmas for sure. (laughs) Your parents live in D.C. now? I I was just reading about you and uh, how you grew up, and it lists like four different places. Were you California, Florida, Tennessee, and now D.C.? What's up with that?
2: Yeah, I moved around a lot growing up. Um, Between my dad's job and being in music when I was a kid, we moved around all the time. But they just moved to D.C. about... Gosh, like two months ago from Florida. So we kind of like somewhat down. No, I'm kidding. But Florida, is amazing. But DC is going to be cool to have a white Christmas.
3: So you moved around because you were in music, or because your parents were?
2: Um, I was in music. My dad's job; he's in corporate. Um, but I was in music when I was a kid. I started playing guitar and singing when I was like 11. Um, my sister and I were in a duo together for a little while and. I've been around music for pretty much my whole life, it
3: feels like. Interesting. I didn't know that part. Well, so here's how I found Ashley Cook is that I just literally was stumbling through Instagram and I follow a site, Country Now, which I think is a pretty great site. And sometimes I'll look through them, sometimes I won't. But you were doing, I think maybe a, a Country Now takeover on their Instagram, is that right?
2: I was, yeah, it was for a lyric video that I put out.
3: And I was like, okay, well, let me see what Ashley Cook's about. Because really the only way I find music now is. Sometimes on Instagram, a lot of times on TikTok. But other than that, there's just so much is coming at me. I just don't pay attention to much anymore. And so I was like, let me see what she's about. And I'm like, wow. So I look you up, and I listen to your music. I stream it, and I'm like, dang, she's pretty good. And then I click back through, and it's like, who is the one person you'd like to be, and be interviewed <laughs> by? and you said me and I was like well I can probably make that happen and the fact that I think she's pretty good works out in both of our favor so dude, <laughs> that's how I randomly so found cool. you
2: I'm so happy <laughs> And then
3: I, I, I didn't talk to you but I I pick all the songs for the women and um, country national show that we do Amy hosts it but I program it and I and, and Mike D helps me produce it too and I said hey Mike let's get this Ashley Ashley Cook song on there and so who calls you and tells you that you, you've been picked for that show uh, I
2: think it Mike. Mike DM'd me.
3: Oh, did you, Mike? I did, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And then what'd you think about that?
2: I mean, I was like, are you kidding me right now? This is insane because the Country Now thing happened like two days before that, I think. Yeah. So what... I was like, this is so quick. Like, what the heck?
3: Well, it wasn't my that, coincidence. I, mean... <laughs> I literally just saw you on there and thought I would add it. So um, that, that being said, I want to find some more out about you. Okay, you cool with talking for a little bit?
2: Uh, hell yeah, let's do it.
3: Hey, let me play a couple clips here. Here is the song that we play. Called Jealous of the Sky.
2: You get to be blue and gray. You don't mind the season change. You can shine all the time like it's just another day. Let the rain out when you feel like you wanna cry. Now you get to say hello while
1: I gotta say goodbye. I'm jealous of the sky.
3: I'm gonna play another clip here. This is Ashley Cook doing Chasing You from Morgan Wallen. Chasing you like a shot of whiskey. Burning, going down.
2: Burning, going down. Chasing you like a
3: So, Ashley, when did you move to Nashville?
2: Officially, when I was 18, I went to Belmont University here in town. Um, So, yeah, I've been here officially about, like, five years now.
3: Did you do all the Belmont music stuff?
2: Oh, hell yeah. I did the Country Showcase. I won that in 2019. You
3: won the Showcase?
2: I did. Did you go to it?
3: No, I didn't. But I have other (laughs) friends who have been in it, and it's a big deal. Wait, tell our listeners what the Country Showcase is at Belmont.
2: Yeah, so basically they highlight students at Belmont that love to do music. They have different kinds of genres. So they have, like, the Country Showcase. They have the Rock Showcase. They have the Pop Showcase but they do four students compete each year. And if you win, you're amongst other alumni like Florida Georgia line and Brad Paisley that have also won the showcase. So you play in front of like 3000 people at the curb event center. It's, it's nuts. It's so much fun. And it's all student ran. Um, and it's, it's one of the best ways to like cap off your senior year.
3: And you won that, huh? I did. What'd back you 2019? Yeah. What'd you play? What song do you remember?
2: Um, actually, yeah, the, so you do two original songs and a cover at the time i was like trying to figure out if i even really wanted to do music full-time because i'd been in it my whole life um and so i picked two songs out of nowhere because i didn't even think i was going to be able to make it into the showcase and when i did it was like you have two weeks to figure out what songs you're going to do so i did two songs that i'd written when i was like 15 That i was like well i guess this is something i can do and then i did the cover of Marin morris's the middle and it was dope the entire crowd was like jumping up and down to it it was so much fun
3: and you competed against three other folks are any of them, you know, in town still trying to make it in music?
2: Actually, yeah, fun fact. So one of them is Patrick Murphy, who is now signed to Sony ATV. Um, one of them is Alyssa Newton, who was on Songland, the TV show. And then the other act was Tiger Lily, who is also in the 615 house now, which is another, like, TikTok thing that I do. So we all met through the showcase, and now we're still working together with that. So,
3: Which is interesting, because cool. I'll see that pop across my... Uh, TikTok feed sometimes. So the, the 615 house, tell everybody what that is before I ask you a bunch of questions about it.
2: Yeah. So the 615 house is basically a country music hype house that I started with my friend, Chris Rudiger about three months ago, and it's already at 600,000 followers or almost 600,000 followers. And so basically we all get together at a house here in Nashville and just make TikToks and just make content to cross collaborate. And we saw people loving country music people collaborate on TikTok and figured we'd, make a whole ordeal out of it. So that, that was a 615 house. That's how I was born.
3: Now, whose house is it, and is it the same house every time?
2: It's called the East Ivy Mansion. It's in East Nashville. Um, it's not our house, but they let us use it because they're awesome. Do, pe- and, uh, do people I mean, live it's there? the same house every time. No, nobody lives there. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that because I think people think that we live there, but no, nobody lives there.
3: Do you act like you live there? Because I would.
2: I mean, we kind of just, like, don't talk about it because we I think want people to assume that we live there but we we don't live there so I think though in the new year we're hoping to like actually get a house that we can all live at and hang in
3: what is this house's benefit to let you guys come and hang out and make videos are you paying them at all
2: um I mean I think we started to recently um but to start out I think it was just during COVID it was a wedding venue and they just really weren't getting much business because of COVID because obviously nobody could gather and so they were like hey you know we love the entrepreneurial minds behind this idea and we'd love to host y'all for a few months just to let you guys kind of get on your feet with this idea and they were i mean they were awesome about it but now i think because i think wedding season's kind of picking back up and people are more leaning on everything um we're, we're having to pay to be in
3: there but you can follow it on TikTok awesome. at 615 house at 615 house is there any jealousy in the group whenever someone's featured a little more than others
2: Not at all. Weirdly enough, and not even just like the politically correct answer, like genuinely everybody is so supportive and hypes each other up. And if we put out original stuff on TikTok or if we put out cool videos like Duet Me videos, we text in the group chat and everybody's like, hey, yeah, I'll hop on there and duet with you. And I think because Chris and I just picked such a a diverse group of people that we didn't really want that competitive nature, but everybody's genuinely so supportive of everybody in the house. So it's we got lucky.
3: I've met a couple folks I think in the house. Like uh, before, Priscilla Block got a record deal. She was up here. Is she part of the Six One Five House? Was she?
2: Yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah, we're kind of just grabbing a bunch of different artists to try like different things with. Um, But she was, yeah, I think she was a part of like one of the first weekends that we did it, which was super fun. She actually was at the house filming with us the night before just about every you drop. So it was so cool.
3: What uh, Thomas Mack wrote a song with him once, I believe.
2: Yeah, he's awesome. He's crushing it on TikTok too. He's like he, super such funny, a goofball. right? Oh, he's such a goofball. He's definitely like the house like hype man, like funny guy.
3: Okay, okay. Let me see here. Let me see what. Um let's see. Cooper
2: Allen, if you know Cooper Allen? No,
3: nope. I'm looking at the list here. I don't really know anybody else. But I'm sure I will. <laughs>
2: Hell yeah. They're are you the, are you the really boss? Counted. I mean, Chris and I are technically the bosses, but well, we like to think of it as a collaborative okay. little project,
3: but... Of all the country music artists that have deals that are known, who do you think is killing it on TikTok right now?
2: Oh, gosh. That's such a hard question. Um, I mean, my friend Lily Rose is crushing it. Her song No, really come on.
3: We're talking about insane. artists that people like Morgan Wallen. Like artists that have that are already have mass appeal. I, t- Tiger Lily oh. may be a big deal eventually, but right now we're waiting on her. However, who is the big one you see and go, dang? They're doing a good job, even though they're not really as on it as they should be. Oh, man, that's
2: a hard question. I mean, Morgan always crushes it. He's just great with that stuff. But I know like Luke Bryan's been on, on TikTok quite a bit, doing like dances and stuff. <laughs> um, Thomas Rhett's been crushing it. Um, mm. Just to name a few.
3: Yeah. Sounds like that's a struggle. I don't know either. I asked you because I didn't know and I'm on it. Luke Luke does some okay stuff. I actually showed Luke the first time we were doing American Idol together. I was like, here, here's TikTok. He's like, What is that? I was like, look, I'm putting a hat on you. He's like, What the crap? But okay, all right. And
2: I know Kelsey Kelsey killed it too. Yeah,
3: Kelsey does good. That's a good one. Mike, wouldn't you agree? Kelsey's good over there. He's a good one. Who else would you say, Mike? I mean, Morgan Wallen. He pops on there every now and then. I mean, Morgan like popped off on TikTok. Yeah. That's how you know seven summers launched on instagram right with a work tape and then really thrived on tiktok TikTok, yep yeah yeah well actually
2: it's crazy to see like how the country music community has just been blowing up on tiktok like different songs like villain and like just about over you and songs like that have just completely blown up because of that app so it's
3: it's really cool okay well what's happening with you in 2021
2: so much new music it's crazy um actually i'm still unsigned i'm waiting just for the right deal but I'm in the studio. I just finished up a couple songs with CMA Song of the Year winner Jimmy Robbins, who did, like, the Bones for Marin Morris, and pretty much, like, so many songs in the country music community, so I'm blessed to get to work with him, Um, but I'm putting my first song out in February, and I'm pumped. It's going to be a cool year. I don't know how it's really going to top 2020. I mean, it's been a, a rough, interesting, but also really cool year with music, and I'm like, what if 2021 just sucks? I don't know. We'll
3: see. Oh, yes. The attitude of an artist. What if it gets worse? <laughs> that is right. Back to worse. Um, at the Ashley Cook on TikTok and Instagram. That's Ashley and then Cook with an E at the end. The Ashley Cook with an E. A-S-L-E-Y. A lot of extra E's here. You're throwing me off. At the <laughs> Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y, Cook, C-O-O-K-E. All right, Ashley. Well, good to talk to you. Congratulations on a pretty solid end of the year and... Best of luck to you, 2021, and I'm feeling that I'll be talking to you again probably pretty soon.
2: That means the world. Thank you so much for supporting me, Bobby. I really appreciate it.
3: There she is. All right, Ashley, have a good day.
2: You too. Bye-bye.
3: Hey,
0: this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. The Hyundai Santa Fe becomes available early 2024, so get on it now before all the good camping sites are full. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Apple
0: Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day.
3: our show and our podcast, or Country Now. Hi, Lauren. <laughs> hey, Bobby. <laughs> you good? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You good? I'm good. Well, I have you on because I saw an article on CountryNow.com, which I'm a, you know, I'm such a big fan of. Hey, Mike, are we putting the Ashley interview before or after this? Before it. Okay, so here's what happened, Lauren. Uh, we have we had Ashley Cook on talking a minute ago. Are you familiar with her?
0: Yes. Yeah, we premiered her lyric video recently. Boom. That's
3: is. how I know who she is. That's how she got on this podcast. I was on Country Now. She was doing that lyric video premiere, but she was also answering questions. And I was flipping through, and I was like, huh. And then I went and checked out our music. We added her to the female uh, national show. Just interviewed her for this. Look at what you're doing, Lauren. You're changing lives. (laughs) That's
0: amazing. I have clout now. Like I can say that you (laughs) discovered someone on our Instagram.
3: (laughs) And it's absolutely true. And it got national airplay because of your Instagram. So... Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to share that. But you're good. Everything's good.
0: Everything's good. Just trying to survive through the rest of 2020. Waiting on uh, hopefully better days ahead. So.
3: Yeah, I got the vaccine today. Have you got yours yet?
0: No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, not,
3: I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> yeah, we all got it today. Yeah. yeah you yeah, mean yeah. you mean they didn't come to you? They said they were getting everybody. I'm uh,
0: just a normal person. i you know.
3: <laughs> I'm just kidding. We don't have it. But since we are talking about the end of the year. Uh, you guys put out an article. Heck, you may have written this yourself, but the top 10 best country albums of 2020. Now, how does this list, and you can give me some insight on how it came together, is this you, Lauren Joe Black, putting this list together? Is it a mixture of folks? How's that going?
0: Well, this one was a mixture. So I run country now pretty much a one-woman band, as I like to say. But every now and then for things that take a little bit more time and research, I have some freelancers that I use, um, just some writers here in Nashville. So this one was actually written by Corinna, who's one of our freelancers. But she and I spoke back and forth and kind of came up with the list. And then she wrote all the blurbs to kind of describe the albums and why they made the cut for this list.
3: Very good. We're going to go 10 through 1 at a moderately rapid pace, not extremely rapid, but 10 through 1 at number 10 best country albums, according to Country Now, is?
0: Luke Bryan's Born Here, Live Here, Die Here.
3: I believe wow. that's number 1.
0: Well, these weren't necessarily ranked 10 to 1. Oh, they were? <laughs> you can kind of just. Look at the list, and these are just 10 that we think oh. are the greatest. We didn't necessarily rank them.
1: So can she rank them now? Yeah, I'm going to need her to rank at least the yeah. top three. Yeah. We need no some pressure, sort of but she's definitive, definitive answer. Okay, well,
0: <laughs> okay so Corinna sent them to me ranked 10 to 1. So if you start, in her opinion, yes. Luke Bryan's was number 10.
3: No. what On my list, Luke Bryan's is number 1. <laughs>
0: Well, I guess you guys don't see eye to eye. No. Here's the list. The list I got (laughs) from your site. The list. I know, but we didn't rank them. She's
1: saying they're not ranked.
0: I'm
3: so confused. Okay. (laughs) We're going to do. Okay. Do you see all of them there, Lauren, in front of you? Yes. Which one did you like the least at number 10? (laughs)
0: You're really putting me on the spot here. They're
3: all great albums. And people like to hear what you really, really think we about them. We didn't so. put you on to read us something from a site. We put you on because you have wonderful insights okay. and opinions.
0: Okay. Well, my personal favorite nice. is Luke's just because I've always been a huge fan of his, and I like that you know his stuff is radio friendly but also just stuff that i would want to listen to so there's like a good mixture whereas some of the albums are more like like Brett Eldredge's Sunday Drive like it's not necessarily like radio super radio friendly but artistically it's a really good album.
3: And number 1 So it
0: just kind of depends on how you look at it. No, we're looking at it
3: your way. I'm tired of all Okay, in my way. Yeah, Luke Bryan's number 1 of her of these top 10 for her. All right, there you go. What's next up, Lauren?
0: You're really putting me on the spot, Bobby. I am. that's what I do. <laughs> okay, so next up I would say Kip Moore because Ooh. again, this album is artistically Kip Moore Wild World is so good and I just I have so much respect for him because he's just one of those people that I think of as like a true artist. like he lives and breathes music. And I think that that would be my number
3: two. Hey, Mike, turn it up. What song is this? She's Mine. Here is She's Mine from this album. She's in Vegas. At a table I tell you, you're hammer on the head of the nail with Kip. That guy is all music. Yeah. And, you know, Kip and I are buds, but Kip and Eddie are good buds.
1: Oh, dude, we text all the time. And, and he's intense about his music.
3: That's the only fights we've ever gotten into. Correct. Not about personal life stuff or, or <laughs> opinions about It's just music. yeah. Yeah.
0: My favorite from that album is Southpaw. I love that song so much. And I feel like it's just, it's who he is in that song. And I just, I love it.
3: Okay. Your number three album, Lauren.
0: Goodness, Bobby. Mm -hmm.
3: Come on, you got this. You got this.
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to have to put Gabby Barrett in there. Because I think that for being a new artist, and what she came up with on this album was really good and it kind of teetered between country music and christian music because she you know is real big about her faith and she included that on the album and i applaud her for that because i feel like as a debut album a lot of people wouldn't have done that and so i'll put i'll put gabby there
1: you
3: know this song massive maybe once charlie pooth got on it it was already a big country song but then when it crossed over to pop it got all those extra pop streams and became I think the biggest stream song of the year um, as her first single. What is that, Mike oh, D? I was trying to play the Charlie Poopers. Oh, well, I was screaming from home. We got a phone <laughs> in her house, um, you know. So that was that. That was massive. But then she came with that second song that's out now, which is Caitlin's favorite song. That's that the good ones. The good ones. He's one of the good ones. Yeah. Which is a really strong follow-up. And I think she would have gotten more praise and acclaim if it wasn't her first song and she wasn't for American Idol like if it was her second song it had been winning every award period but the fact mm-hmm. that it was her first song when people were still like who is she what's she doing Yeah. She, oh she's from American Idol you know that whole thing No, I wouldn't say it was held against her but it was definitely something that affected the impact of people going dang she just crushed it because she did crush it mm-hmm. she annihilated it so okay there you go what's next Lauren
0: I'm gonna go with Hardy a rock
3: you know what i do is i um i just talk for a while to give lauren a chance to pick her next one (laughs) so that's why i did a whole little little talk there all right go ahead a rock Hardy. go ahead
0: okay well you know it's like hardy was a songwriter first and i don't know that people really knew what to expect from this album but i think it it goes pretty deep like before deeper than I imagined that it would I mean of course like we have one beer and um the other song that I really love from that project is the Ashlyn Craft collaboration I love her I think she's amazing I love that he has her on there and then the title track too is just so good um so I think that that was kind of like a surprise for me how much I liked that album
3: all right and this one beer song caught me eventually it took a while. Like, oh, that's a jam. It's
0: so catchy. Yeah. It's so catchy.
3: Yeah, yeah. Okay, next up.
0: Oh, goodness. Um, well, I guess you can't really, it would be wrong to put Stapleton anywhere else, like any below this. So we're going with Chris Stapleton. I know you love dogs. <laughs> I have to know if you cried when you heard, is it uh, Maggie's, Maggie's song? Maggie's song,
3: yeah. Court. Yes, I did. I, I did. I cried multiple times on that record, but the emotion, the most emotional one was Maggie's song because I'm a big dog guy.
0: That one's so good. And you know what's crazy to me is, is like when I first heard the title track starting over, I thought that he had written it about 2020. But it's just crazy because I feel like it has this message that can be be applied to right now. But he actually wrote it before the pandemic even started. And I, I just think that's a little bit Crazy that he was able to come up with something that's so fitting for right now. Yeah. But um, I love that song, and I feel like it's just a message that everyone can use during
1: these times. Mm, It is a jam. How about the song of the Vegas shooter?
3: That's another one that made me emotional, but in a different way. Yep. Yeah. A little angry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Next one, Lauren. Okay. Next one.
0: I'm looking at my list. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Give me a second. Okay. Ashley McBride. Um, I love what she did leading into the album, how she did the, like, trilogy of music videos and kind of told this cool story. And, you know, she had a lot to live up to, I feel like, you know, with her second album. And she definitely delivered, um, without a doubt. And I just think she's the person everyone loves. You know, she's just, like, the best friend. Like, she's the girl you want to hang out with, you know? And this album um, definitely, like, took her to the
2: next level, I
3: would say. I agree with that. Let's play a clip as Lauren picks our next record. There's only four left. These are all the 10 biggest, though, according to Country Now. We made her re-rank the 10 biggest, mm-hmm. unfairly. But and
1: she started at one, right?
3: Yeah, the whole thing has been a little off. However, because we unfairly did this to her as well, but sure. that's what we like to do to Lauren. That's we, put, what, yeah. we put her on. Thanks. And put yeah, her you on always
0: put me on the spot.
3: That's right. Okay, next up.
0: Um, next, I'll go with Brothers Osborne. This, just These guys are just amazing, and I feel like, you know, we didn't have live shows this year. This album, I, like, Corinna put it perfectly when she wrote about this, is that it was basically a live show in an album. And I don't think I could say it any better than that. So I'll put Brothers Osborne in that
3: spot. All right, there you go. Skeleton. so
1: good. Night. All night.
3: Three left in Lauren's top ten. Lauren, what's next?
0: Okay. I'm looking at the list here, trying to rank them in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I'll boot Ingrid. Ingrid Andres, uh, ladylike. Um, I will say, I wasn't sure what to expect from her. I saw her live in February for the first time before everything shut down. And I really liked... I'm so glad I had that chance because seeing her personality kind of come out in a live show made me like her even more. And um, the way that she writes songs, like I wouldn't necessarily say this is like super, super country music, some of it, whatever people's definition of that is these days. But I'll put Ingrid there in that spot. So we have two left.
3: Yeah, you have number nine. What's coming in at number nine? Number nine,
0: Brett Eldredge. Sunday drive. I feel like he definitely took a risk with this because this isn't full of like radio hits, like radio friendly, at least in my opinion. But, you know, we had heard kind of like similar songs from Brett again and again on the radio. And he really, I don't know. Like I said, he took a risk with this. It's not really what fans were used to hearing from him. So I applaud him for that and not creating like the same music again and again, just for the sake of getting radio hits.
3: And, the number 10 record is
0: Lee Bryce, Hey World. And I feel like Lee is one of those artists that and I feel like Billy Carrington is kind of like this too. Like they have a lot of hits and you don't really realize until you sit down and look at their catalog and you're like, wow, they have so many songs that I know, you know? And um, Lee has continued that. I feel like with this album, he definitely, again, took some risks some things are a little bit different sounding than what people are used to, but it's a really good project, and the title track, um, Hey World, definitely made me cry, and the video to it made me cry, and when music moves you like that, I feel like it needs to be recognized, so Lee will come in number 10.
3: Now I'm going to ask you, aside from this list, what was your favorite record of the year, period?
0: You mean not on this list at all?
3: I mean, listen, it can be on the list. We'll do that, even if it is. And then what's one that the list missed, do you think?
0: That one's hard. I mean, I love Sam Hunt and Southside. I just feel like that was such a difficult album to go into because there was already, like, you already knew most of the songs, you know, because it had been so long since his first album. And I think there was, like, half of the track list was already (laughs) released by the time the album came out. So I kind of feel like that went against him in a sense. But... I am obsessed with the song 2016. I listen to it all the time. And um, I just think Southside's a good album. That didn't make the cut, but that'll be my choice.
3: I'm going to get to mine later on, and that's one of my favorites of the year.
1: Yeah, me too. Oh, it is? Yeah, it's on my list. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would have put it on my top 10 for sure.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: I listened to 2016 more times than I'm willing to publicly admit because I just, I'm just i obsessed with that song. I just think it's so good, and I feel like people have kind of pinned him into being this, like, pop country guy, and that song just, I don't think people would expect that from him, you know?
3: So how about this? Because I don't want anybody to steal anybody's answer, and we'll wrap up this part of the, the, the interview with this. I want to say... Who had the best 2020? And on the count of three, I'll go one, two, three. Everybody say the artist: me, Lauren, and Eddie, who we think had the best 2020.
1: Oh, oh God. gosh. Because I don't tough. want
3: anyone to influence anybody else.
0: Does it have to be someone who released, like, a mainstream album or just an, an hey, artist? Hey, there are no hold? rules.
3: Lauren, there are no rules. Okay, no
0: rules. I'm ready.
3: Except for, you're ready? Except for country music. Let's be country music.
0: Oh, I'm ready.
3: Okay. Eddie, let me know when you're ready.
1: Oh, my goodness. The best 2020. Which
3: artist had the best 20? Just let me know when you're ready. All right. One, two, three. Morgan Wallen. Dolly Parton. Dang it.
1: Uh, (laughs) I mean, I would have gone Morgan if I would have thought a little harder about it.
3: Okay. You go first, Lauren. Why Dolly Parton?
0: Okay. Well, first of all, this woman is about to turn 75 years old, and she's everywhere. I have literally seen her Mm -hmm. on every podcast, magazine cover, everything, she helped fund the vaccine that is going to save the world. <laughs> and she sends my children books every month in the mail. I mean, there is no one better than her. And I don't know how she is. I mean, what she started out the year with that viral meme. And basically. Which meme? Has this Christmas album. Oh, the meme where it was like, this is me on Facebook, Twitter. Oh, yeah. LinkedIn. Dolly started that? Yes.
1: Huh. That's pretty amazing.
0: And on that, a lot of people didn't realize she teased her Christmas album that hadn't even been announced yet because she was wearing a sweater that said Holly Dolly Christmas.
1: Dang, she's good.
0: And, yes.
1: It's a crazy Dolly resurgence.
0: So, I'm just saying Dolly wins because the vaccine, she's been everywhere. She's getting more press than any artist anywhere. And, um... She released her Christmas album, and everyone loves it. So
3: I'm not going to disagree. I think it's great. No, that's a good pick. I'm going to go Morgan Wallen because, first of all, he, he has mm-hmm. blown up. Him and Luke Combs arguably are dominating the format in streaming. Not arguably. They are, but it's which one do you like the best now of those two. People are com- comparing them all the time. They're not the same. You can love both of them equally. I like to say that on record. Um, he had controversy, but where nobody got hurt, which is the best controversy. Mm-hmm because he blew up. I saw him on an E! News Instagram feed, and I was like, that's how you know people are hearing about you. Whenever you're a... He is a hardcore country music artist, and he's popping up on the E! feed because of making out with girls on TikTok, uh, having to get kicked off Saturday Night Live, getting to go back, but putting out great music. People love him. Extremely talented. I'm going Morgan Wallen. Best 2020.
1: And he made out with all those girls and didn't get COVID either. He didn't get COVID after all that smooching. That's true. (laughs)
3: Yeah, that's true. And he had a baby. And yeah, according that's to- right. He did have a baby. And he got arrested. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. And listen, I... Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean he had a hell of a year.
3: He did. I got a big year.
1: <laughs> Eddie... Oh, well, mine's stupid now. I say Old Dominion because of Meow Mix. Meow, 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 meow. I mean, started off with that. Pretty dumb, but still, guys, it's a, we're in the middle of a pandemic, and you had a Meow Mix song come out and do pretty good. Like, people actually bought that. Not bad. And then award shows were really weird, but, man, they dominated award shows. They were still... I remember specifically. <laughs> there's the meow song, but when they came out, I think it was the CMAs, early pandemic, and and they came out. Oh no, was it ACMs? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But they came out first, and it was one of the first. Like, you know, they did a mashup of all their hits, and I thought, man, like this is. this hits me hard because. We miss music so much, and the mix of their songs like really got me got me really sad that we're not able to watch live music at that point. And I just feel like they had a really good year that they took on the pandemic pretty good, and they stayed on top. All right, pretty dumb though, but yeah, pretty dumb. But still, they uh, did Morgan have a Wallen's good year. pretty good.
3: They did have a good year. They did have a good year.
0: They also wrote an entire album in the middle of this.
3: Yeah, they went to a studio in North Carolina and just lived. In yeah, yeah, cool.
1: Didn't know that, but thank you.
3: At Lauren Joe Black, right? That's your personal at Lauren Joe Black.
0: That's my personal,
3: yes. Go to uh, follow Country Now on Instagram. Go to countrynow.com. Lauren, thank you for your time as always. We love talking to you. Uh, You may be our most frequent guest. Mike, is she our most frequent guest? I think at this point, yes. Her, maybe Hamburg. Oh, yes. I get
0: the award for 2020 as the most frequent guest. No, there's no award. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
3: Don't be checking your mail. All right. Uh, Lauren, good to talk to you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, and uh, we'll see you in 2021.
0: Thank you, everyone. Merry
3: Christmas. There she is. Lauren Joe Black let um. roll. Bye bye. Meow, 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 meow. Eddie, let's roll down our top five albums okay. real quick.
1: Meow, meow, meow. That's <laughs> so stupid.
3: Uh, uh, I'll, I'll do mine real okay, quick. Okay, go ahead. At number
1: five, we can just do five. Do you well, have your five? I have five, yes. And I think Mike D said that we had maybe one or two the same. No, oh, whatever. It's one. We, so it's oh, one, so it's so, so so Sam. Cool. At number
3: five, it's Bobby Bones and the Raging Giddy. It's Live in Little Rock. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a shameless plug. What?
3: I it mean, is. Come on, come on. It's <laughs> our comedy record. This is the Target song. <laughs> And a red shirt on. Don't go shopping at Target
1: with khaki pants and a red polo shirt on. I guess you're right. In an age where we don't really listen to a lot of album albums, you know, I did listen to this one quite a bunch. Well, so
3: You're on it. Right, <laughs> why? Uh, number five, there you go. And number four, I put
1: K. Oh, your five, go ahead. Oh, my five is going to be the weekend after hours. I did not expect to like the weekend. But I do like Blinding Lights, so I did a little bit of research when this came out, and I said, let me just listen to this whole album. Dude, the guy has a phenomenal voice. The music has a similar kind of just chill feel to the whole album, and I love it just as background music while I'm doing stuff, cooking in the kitchen, whatever. I really like this album.
3: It's funny you bring up The Weeknd because we were in the car in, in California. We were out there a few days, I guess two weeks working on a couple shows, and I asked Mike D and Caitlin, I said, do you think The Weeknd has just diehard fans? because I don't ever hear anybody list The Weeknd as their favorite artist. No. And, and Ken was like, yeah, of course. Mike, what did you say? I'm sure he does. He does. I mean, he was really big underground before he got super famous. So he has diehard fans. I'm sure he does at the level he is. I just don't, I don't ever meet anybody that's like, you know who my favorite artist is The Weeknd. To me, it feels like he's just a guy who got a bunch of hits on the radio.
1: I couldn't tell you what he looks like.
3: All right. Number four. I have Caitlin Smith, Supernova. And here's the song. <laughs> Well, our boss is looking at me right out of the freaking window. What's he want? What do you want? We'll be done in like five minutes. We're sorry we're making we're sorry we're making you look good. We're trying to make the company money. Was he distracting you? He's standing there staring at me in the window with his coffee cup. <laughs> All right, number four, Caitlin Smith, Supernova.
0: All the time and the wasting, I
3: this is I Can't with Old Dominion on the deluxe version. Is that popping, to you guys? Yes. Is that to you? that clip is right. Yeah, you can shut that down. But it's really good. Check it out, uh, Eddie. Your number
1: four. My number four is Kane Brown mixtape number volume one. Uh, dude, that whole album is really, really good. Really? It's it's a side of Kane that I just really didn't.
3: I love this song.
1: I mean, this song's a jam, but they all are really good. Like
3: He, he didn't put out bad songs, huh?
1: No, and, and is this considered of greatest hits? Because there are a few songs in there that I don't know. I mean, they're obviously
3: greatest hits. The greatest movie
1: songs you all know. Well, I know, but it's mixtape, so I don't know what that no, means. No, just
3: he put new songs in there. Mixtape's not greatest hits. Okay.
1: I didn't know what that meant, so I was like, I don't know if I just missed all hey, these uh, songs. That is this came uh, out. Uh, unplugged? <laughs> no, dude. They're the instruments. instrument. <laughs> <laughs> Electric. <laughs> I like it. It's that's good. good. It's it's my it's, number four. Yeah, that's good. That's good.
3: At number three for me is Sam Hunt Southside. This is my favorite song on it called Let It Down.
1: Come on, baby, let it down.
3: Let it down, let it down, let it down. This record is so good that it came out peak early pandemic. Yes. When we were like, are we dying? Yep. We didn't really pay attention to music. And then I didn't even start listening to it until three, four months later. I put it on the basketball court and I was like, wow, every song is good. Let me go back and hear again.
1: It's great. But like Lauren Joe said, yes, we had already known kin folks and all that, like early, early on, and then it's on the album again. I don't think that hurt the album. I thought that was even better. That's what made me go back and listen to the album.
3: Yeah. What do you have at three?
1: Number three, oh my gosh, this is so good, and no one's gonna like it except me. But Jimmy Buffett put out songs. So- oh, hold
3: on. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding
1: Go ahead. No, stop it So back in the day, like when Jimmy was at his prime He released his greatest hits called Songs You Know by Heart And it had Margaritaville and, you know, Volcano and Fins and uh, Changes in Latitudes All the really big songs that Jimmy had And now he released Songs You Don't Know by Heart <laughs> And it's a bunch of songs really that got no love And the reason I love this album is because if you follow him on Instagram His daughter would interview him every week and it's just amazing. He sat He sat in his little office with his acoustic guitar, and his daughter would be like, okay, Dad, here's a song called Tin Cup Chalice. Like, what was this about? And he goes off and tells, it's like Grandpa telling the story of like, oh, man, when I lived in Key West. And there were so, these stories are so intriguing. And that was Jimmy. He lived these stories and then turned them into a three-minute song. And that's what this whole album is. All these songs that he grew up that got no love back in the day.
3: That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Thank you, man. My number two and my number one they were so close. I would have been one and one, but I don't want to be a loser like that because I get irritated people do that.
1: <sighs> I know I know which one one of them is. What? Chris Dabled. Yeah. For sure.
3: I'll just put it at two since you've already revealed that one, even though I was just, I'm so torn even now.
1: Be- and I know that's on your list because when I go to your house, sometimes it's just plain. Mm,
3: it's such a good record.
1: It's like, is anyone home? No, no. no. but Chris is on the <laughs> speaker. <laughs> <laughs>
3: what? It's so good. Okay, I'll put this at two. Chris Stapleton starting over. <laughs> this is that Jam Maggie song, which Lauren talked about. It's great. This is all good. I love that guy too. All right, number
1: two for you. Uh Sam Hunt. Yeah. Southside. We already talked What's a lot about What's your jam, it? though? Uh so this one. Yeah. I think, I mean, just out of all of them, again, dude, all these songs to me are the they're the background music that I play at my house. And I just, if I like the way it all sounds, I love the album. And so to me, this whole album is just. I think it's the one of the best that Sam's put out. The best that Sam's put out so far. All right, give me number one. All right, you're gonna hate me on this one, but Folklore, Taylor Swift. Oh, how am I gonna hate you? Oh, I love this album. Why would I
3: hate because you? Because I, I feel like you're, oh my
1: god, everybody likes no, it. No, I
3: think this is, but I think this is a Taylor record that I would probably like the most of all of her records. Because it's chill. Because it's the kind of music I like.
1: Well, that's what I like about it. I feel. Yeah. I feel Why are like, you
3: defending yourself? No one has said Mike. What's wrong with him? I don't know. No, neither one of us said anything. Great record. He's so <laughs> defensive. Are without, you guys?
1: You, Deep inside, do you guys hate that I love this this album? No. Okay, good. A lot of my f- people do. I, I love it, and I love that she collaborated with Bonaventure. Bon How do you pronounce that dude's name? Yeah, Bonaventure. Okay, so like, there's a collaboration with there with him on there. I just feel like for years Taylor was forced in some kind of way to make music, which I'm sure she liked, but this to me, I think this is what Taylor's always wanted to put out this kind of music, and I guess she. Is this Taylor label now? Like she, this is just, she has all control for her songs.
3: But I think she's had that for a while. And you she's think? Had, and she's, she's under label now too.
1: Is she? Yeah. I feel like, I feel like now Taylor is making music the way she would love to make it. Cause it's, cause kind of like Lauren Joe said about, um, uh, I don't know who she said who wasn't really not a lot of, oh, Brett Eldridge about not a lot of radio hits. This isn't radio friendly music, but that's why I love it. This I is my style. I do hear it, music. though on
3: satellite. Do you, Mike? Betty, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yes,
1: this is my number one. I can't get enough of it.
3: Good. Don't defend your.
1: I pace. see the way you're looking at me. I'm not you're looking fine, at you, at, Eddie. You too, <laughs> Eddie. Mike. Don't, like don't look at me too. like that.
3: <laughs> Finally, uh, my number one. Do you have a guess?
1: Um, your number one. No. No, the Foo Fighters put an album. What?
3: Brett Eldridge, Sunday. Talk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is called the one you need.
3: This is Brett doing music he wants to do. Yeah. Oh, no, he's been doing that forever, dude. But this music is different than any of his other music. I love this record. It's my most listened to of the year. i was able to come out later. So that's what kind of differentiated to me. It's great. Great record. Do
1: you listen to music in your shower?
3: You know, there's a radio on my shower. <laughs> Do you use it? Here's what happens, though. Every time I turn it off, it resets itself with like 81.1 or 89. 80, maybe eighty nine. What is that, jazz
1: music? No, it's the first number on the spectrum.
3: So then I got to go find a station every time. And it's not digital, digital. It's so, stupid. So you
1: don't take your phone or anything in the shower while you shower or anything? No. Oh, dude, that's, that's my favorite time to listen to music while I shower.
3: I also have the dumbest shower. Have you seen my shower? No. It's black, and it's like a uh, space machine.
1: Oh, that's your shower? I thought that was like a tanning bed or something. It's what it looks
3: like. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that built the house that we live in huh. now... Uh, just a weirdo. <laughs> he was a weirdo. We've been spending the last eight months trying to unweird the place.
1: Wow. But the. You have mirrors in your bedroom? No. Okay, because that would be weird. No, like on the ceiling? Yes. <laughs> you know what? My dad bought a house one time. The side note my dad bought a house one time with a two way mirror. You know, the ones where like yeah. somebody in the other room can watch and he's just like, this is crazy. Why would someone have this? Why did they and like, what did he knows? do with it? Who knows? Oh, my dad would just flip houses. So you bought a house oh, and like, and says, you got to check this out. I'm like, oh my goodness, who had that? That's creepy. I know, weird people, man. All right, there
3: you go. Eddie, thank you. Hey, Thanks, Eddie's <laughs> on a
1: podcast called? The Sore Losers, man. It's a sports podcast, but three dudes talking about our lives, me, Ray, and Lunchbox, and we love doing it. And check it out if you like it.
3: Funny thing about that, and a fun fact is they do, when you guys do that show, people don't know this,
1: you're all three nude. Yes, yeah. But naked. Mm-hmm. And we, that's, we feel more comfortable that way.
3: It's just like all out there. Mm-hmm. All right, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, um,
1: it's not true.
3: When we recorded this part of the episode, it is December 17th, so we're getting close to Christmas. I mean, if you hear this after Christmas, it probably won't be that exciting to you because it's a very Christmas-centric segment here on the Bobbycast. But what I'm going to do is talk about the Christmas songs and the number of movies they've been in. For example, at number 10 in 56 movies, according to IMDb, is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Here you go.
0: Have yourself a merry
2: little Christmas.
3: You got to think, too, Let your heart. that the songs that aren't public domain, the songs that are still making money, if they're in all these movies, these people are still getting paid. A lot of money. <laughs> if I say one of them that is public domain, let me know. Because isn't the law, the rule, like 80 years? I'm not sure the exact years. I can look it up. Yeah, look it up. If, I, if someone were to ask me on the spot, I would say it's around 80 years. Once it's published, meaning this is the song we wrote, we are submitting it as a song to be compensated for, after 80 years or so, what's the number? 95 years. Wow. Yeah. Okay, after 95 years, it becomes free. Everybody can have it. I'd be curious to know what songs were written 95 years ago, though. So it's everything from 1923 to 1977. Wait, that doesn't make sense. 1970. Yeah, yeah that doesn't make sense. As we listen to Christmas music. So it'd have to be something in before. it had to be 95 that, years yeah, ago and yeah. before. But there really weren't big songs written, like popular songs that were on the radio, until, you know around the time now. So at number 10, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, 56 movies. At number nine, The Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy, The Nutcracker Suite at 57 movies. Now this thing could have been written 100 years ago. I know this melody, but I don't know if you played it, I would know for sure that was the Nutcracker. There are certain songs you just know because you hear them. And the ones without words are the hardest to find out because you can't really Google. What's the one that goes <laughs> dun, dun, dun 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 dun? At number eight, Hark the Herald Angel Sing 68 Movies. Hark the Herald Angel Sing Glory to the Newborn King. That one's got to be over 100 years old. On yeah. earth and
1: mercy mild, number seven.
3: We Wish You a Merry Christmas, 84 Movies. We wish
0: you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Now we're getting to the part we where
3: pretty much every Christmas movie has to have a song in it, or it's not a real Christmas movie. Oh, at number six, Joy to the World at 99 different movies. Joy to the world, the Lord is coming. And that is Nat King Cole. We now, that we're about to get into number five. Think to yourself, if you're listening to this, have the little quiz competition. What do you think the number one most used Christmas song is? In movies. Think about movies. You know, with, for me, I think of Home Alone. I think of the Santa Claus and, and White Christmas. But I'm going to tell you right now, didn't he make the top five? Nope. And the Home Alone and Santa Claus also that same version. <laughs> Ba-do-ba-doom, doom ba Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number five, appearing in 131 movies. the Christmas song, Deck the Halls. Deck
2: the halls with boughs of holly. fa la la, la la la, la la la. Tis the season to be jolly. fa la la la, la la la. la. Done we now,
3: One of these I have a, a big disagreement with. And I'll tell you why coming up in a second. Because the category is here are the Christmas songs. One of these songs I don't think a Christmas song. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Number four Ava Maria. Or Ave Marie. I don't know how to say that. Ave. Is it Ave? Yeah. Is that a girl, Ava? No. <laughs> Number three is Silent Night, appearing in 254 movies. Silent night, holy night. All is come. Number two is the one I have a problem with. Because it's in 295 movies. A very significant number. But again, the category is Christmas songs by year. And at number two, they have that New Year's Eve song, All Lang Sin. Here. And be and I don't even I'll know this version of it. Here we go. Mine. That's some of the melody I know. We'll ah, 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 ah. Oh, but that's not a Christmas song. That's three... Two, one. (laughs) (laughs) And pull that garbage out. And then there's TV says Happy New Year, except when you're in Central Time Zone, it happened an hour earlier, and they're just playing a replay back for you again. And now your friends are like, yeah. And you're all like, man, that was kind of fun, but not as fun as we thought. Unless it's 2020 and you're like, dang, we can't even have a party. Unless we had a secret party that we didn't tell anybody about. And we said, don't post anything on Instagram because we don't want to get all the social, social, social media uh, heat. All right, that's number two. Your number one Christmas song has appeared in 373 movies. Now, a few songs ago, I said, what do you think it is? Hopefully, if you picked Santa Claus is Coming to Town, you would be wrong. Because it wasn't even close. It is Jingle Bells.
0: Dashing through the snow in a one horse open sleigh. O'er the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on
2: bobtail ring, making spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and sing a
3: sleighing song tonight! Jingle bells, j- jingle bells. What do you think is the, the most Christmas song? The most, in your mind, what's the most Christmas song? I mean, I think it has to have Santa Claus in it. One thing that comes to mind is Santa Claus is Coming to Town. To you, that's the most. That makes me think of Christmas. Is it, um, there's a couple versions. There's Santa Claus Claus is is Coming coming to Town. Like the the Jackson 5 version? That's the one I think of, yeah. That specific version? That specific one. About you. I think it has to have the word Christmas in the title for me. And at first, I think a White Christmas, but I think We Wish You a Merry Christmas more so than White Christmas. I feel like We Wish You a Merry Christmas has been around for 100 years. I feel like White Christmas is probably 60 or 70. I have no idea, but I feel like that We Wish You a Merry Christmas was sang by people in goofy old and colonial clothes. So for me, I would say the most Christmas song ever is We We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Good tidings we bring. Yeah. What's this? Uh, it's Christmas. Is that Trans-Siberian Orchestra? <laughs> yeah. I, I saw them once at concert. They were awesome. People hate on them, too. You ever see tran- Trans-Siberian Orchestra? No. Ever been to a Christmas concert? I've never been to a Christmas concert. I've been to two. Trans-Siberian Orchestra, which is fantastic. And I went and watched Harry Connick Jr. do Christmas songs when I was living in Austin. What do you think my review of that will be? Terrible, because I've never heard you talk about it. <laughs> it was so... Freaking good. Really? It is awesome. Yeah, uh, it was him on a piano. It was at like, um, but the Performing Arts Center on the UT campus? Uh, Frank Irwin? No, nah, it's a smaller theater. Oh. But it, it was amazing. And I think I just thought it was a Harry Connick Jr. concert at first. And it's Christmas. And then it was all Christmas songs. Yeah. I, I went to Brett Eldridge's Christmas show. Mm. It was great. Last year. Yeah. Brett's a, a friend, and I just went up because he was like, hey, I, I'm playing here. And I, I was off on vacation by myself, and I was like, I'll just fly over and went and watched the show. We hung out that night and flew back home. Nice. But that was a good concert, too. I mean, he is the guy that is setting himself up for work at Christmas for the next 25 years. If he keeps on with the hits or doesn't, he can continue touring that Christmas show and glow his Christmas record. is maybe my favorite contemporary Christmas music. All right, enough Christmas for you here on this side. Well, we put this at the end of the show for a reason. Some people may not even want to hear this if they're listening to this in January or February. But there you go. Those are the Christmas songs by year and maybe not the year, but the number of movie appearances. There you go. Thank you.
1: This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class.
0: And find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.
3: Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit MortonBuildings.com and start your construction process with superior materials craftsmanship best-in-class warranty morton buildings are made to last for generations at morton the difference is in the details from their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field they are dedicated to surpassing expectations their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years and morton buildings is 100 employee owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers that means they're the industry leader you can trust when you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit MortonBuildings.com to get started today.